He's our Aussie correspondent based out of Sydney, but uh, like a lot of us, has been keeping a real keen eye on Cyclone Gabriel and the devastation it's caused here in New Zealand. Chris Russell, you've got a bit of skin in the game. Family in Napier, your daughter Catherine, how are they getting on? Yeah, well, look, we only managed to get through to them last night. There was no internet, no phone calls, no landline, uh, nothing. And we've been trying for days. And finally, last night, we were able to get through on an internet phone to them in Hastings. And Catherine tells me that they're completely cut off from Napier. There are four bridges which have been completely destroyed. I don't know how long it's going to take to reinstate those because they're big long bridges too. Um, and so she can't get to Napier other than going, you know, halfway to Wellington and around the hills there somewhere, which will take her hours. So they're, they're more or less cut off. She can't get to work. So, of course, that's not happening either. And she was currently cooking um, food on a little spirit stove she's got for half of the people in her little uh, group of flats there. So... Um, it, it sounds like the Wild West to me, Jamie. In Australia, you guys know a thing or two about flooding. You've been hammered on, I think, particularly in the in the past, what, couple of years? Look, we've had a lot of floods. And this, I was talking to a mate of mine who's been doing volunteer work on flood relief in western New South Wales, and I thought that would be all over. But, of course, the floods are slow move, so slow moving on the western plains. They take weeks and weeks to travel down the rivers. And so there are still communities being flooded down there to a large degree. And I was just reading an article about the Kimberley, which is right up in the north of Western Australia, uh, and the damage to the roads up there by these one-in-a-hundred-year floods they had there uh, a month or two ago is massive. And it will take years and years to rebuild all those roads. They're all used by these big road trains with three and four trucks behind the tractor, so they're big, heavy trains. And uh, you look from the aerial shots, the, the roads are not just got a couple of potholes in them, they've just completely disappeared near the Fitzroy River. Remembering that the Fitzroy River, even in a normal year, um, it becomes, in the big wet season, the second biggest outflow of water in the world after the Amazon. So it's a big river anyway, and you put it into flood, you can forget about using any of those roads or country near there for a lot of years, Jamie. Let's uh, talk a couple of farming stories to wrap it. Here in New Zealand, our sheep numbers, of which peaked in the early 1980s at just over 70 million, we're now down to 25 million sheep in this country and dropping. Your sheep flock in Australia, conversely, uh, has hit a 15-year high. Yeah, I was surprised when I read this. It's, it's as you say, the, t- the biggest it's been in 15 years, at just under 79 million head in 2023. Uh, we fell to 64 million in 2020, but we're only back up there. The other thing that surprises me is that 60% of these, even 70% of these animals, are, are based on merino genetics. So despite the fact that there's been a massive growth in demand for fat lambs, and in fact Australia has picked up a lot of that market from the declining flock in New Zealand, uh, nonetheless we've still got 70% genetics from merinos uh, throughout the flock here and still growing. Uh, And so it just shows you what sort of money has been there, combined with the fact that we've had such good La Nina seasons, which I think might be coming to an end this year, Jamie. Well, I hope so, because La Nina hasn't been that helpful to us here in New Zealand uh, this year. Anyhow, hey, Chris Russell, thank you very much, and um, I'm glad your family's safe and sound in Hastings. Thanks a lot, Amy. I'm sure they'll be fine.